For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. This is from uh, Heather Dinich. From ESPN. Now, some of this stuff is kind of tedious about, you know, the, the business of college football. So I don't want to bore you with all the details, but I think there's some I think there's comedy in here somewhere. All right. If the college football playoff is going to expand to twelve teams as early as twenty twenty four, everyone involved in the existing contract must unanimously agree to changing the terms. And the college football playoff and the Rose Bowl are still negotiating the historic game's role in the new model. Um, Laura Farber, the chair of the Rose Bowl Management Committee, said the game would like to maintain its exclusive broadcast window January 1st at 2 p.m. Pacific, a Pacific time, in years that it hosted a semifinal. The Rose Bowl hasn't heard from the CFP in two weeks. <laughs> so they're texting. Hello? Question mark? Anybody there? <laughs> they're just ignoring the Rose Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> They've okay. left them on red. All right, I, you can't go through the you you cannot go through the the college football bowl season without the Rose Bowl being a. I mean, look the the Rose Bowl, even if it's not part of the college football playoff, is going to they, succeed no matter what they do. I think that they are um, the CFP is trying to figure out the best way to tell them that you're going to play when we want you to play, not when you want to play. The, the, this 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 era of you holding us all hostage is a good run, but it's over. And when, if we want you to play in prime time, that's by God when you're going to play your game. Sorry, that's just the way it's going to be. But I don't think they figured out how to say that yet. Well, because no, they're, they're scared they're of the Rose Bowl. It. Well, and keep in mind that the Rose Bowl still has the tie-in with the Big Ten, which is you know a major part or will be a major part of the college football playoff going forward. It the Rose Bowl's got to give a little bit, especially in in the years that they are a playoff the semifinal. They've got to learn to give a little bit. I, I like the Rose Bowl. Uh, the, Let's be honest. It's the most picturesque bowl game of them all. As the sun goes down, well, the San Gabriel. They know that, and they know that, and they want to keep that tradition. I get it. And when you're not part of the uh, when you're not part of the rotation, by all means, schedule it whenever you want. I think the other thing they want to do is is keep that time slot exclusive for them, so that you don't have playoff games bleeding into that in the in the years that they are not part of the uh, part of the rotation. I think that here's the compromise. Okay. We'll give you 5 p.m. Eastern, January 1, for all eternity. But every year, even when you don't have the playoff, we are picking who plays in that game. You can have the setting. You can have the sunset. You can have the mountains. All the, In the play, all of years. that. No, and every year, the committee is telling you who plays. This is one of the most valuable pieces of television real estate in sports. Mm, yes. There is a lot of people sitting at home on their butt watching TV. We don't want to see Stanford, Iowa in a non-playoff no. year. You know what well, I mean? We want to see. If we want to see a game. But if the playoff, if if it's a non-semifinal game, who cares? 
I mean, the, the, the committee doesn't have any jurisdiction there. The, they, now the well, new, they do. The TV If you're does. in the New Year's Six, the New they, Year's, they, are, they assign Stanford, all this now. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I like, would say you can have this, but we get to decide who plays in your game. This is the this is the concession. We'll give you four o'clock Central Time. We'll give you not, two Pacific. It's not unfair, but me being a traditionalist, I like the Big Ten Pac twelve or whatever the Big Ten well, is going to be called. Keep, uh, I keep, like that matchup. Keep in mind mm. the Pac twelve may go out of business, so there's also uh, that. Uh, say situation. what you want, the Pac twelve right now has five of the yeah. top twenty teams in the country. Yeah. The Pac-12 is not struggling from a football standpoint. Bottom half of the league's bad. Well, they're but, struggling from a revenue standpoint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not from a football. I standpoint. mean, Coos has got a better deal than they do right they now. They do. They do. They're going to be playing weeknights. Going to be one of, if not the only game on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a couple of their league games will be going on at the same time on different channels. I, lo- I like love that. the Rose Bowl. I've never been to the Rose Bowl game. I've been to a game at the Rose Bowl. It is a really cool experience. Right. And, and wouldn't it be more interesting if it was Michigan versus Alabama in a non-semifinal? Sure, That'd be sure, great. Sure. Now, like the year that uh, the, the COVID year, the Rose Bowl would have been Notre Dame and Alabama. That would have been really cool. I'm okay with that. But I don't want to see Cincinnati and, I don't know, pick somebody. I don't want to see Cincinnati and Oklahoma well, I don't in think, the Rose Bowl. I don't think they're going to. What I really think is that um, the ESPN, who's running all this, you know they call it the CFP. You know, the CFP is it's ESPN mostly ESPN. Yes. ESPN's yeah. apostrophe S. Right. ESPN CFP. Who who gets a number? SEC teams, Big Ten teams, not so much Pac-12 teams. I think they'd like to see more often than not a way to get an SEC team in that valuable 5 p.m. Even when it's not a semifinal. You know, one of the great Rose Bowl games of the last decade was the Georgia Oklahoma playoff semifinal out there. Mm-hmm. That was a tremendous football game. And I think I the think biggest th- number that the, the Rose Bowl did was that Texas-USC game. Yes. But was that the Rose Bowl no, or that was the that national, was national title championship game? game. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They you're were right. playing two games for a while Rose Bowl there. was that year. Yeah, I don't remember. And, and, and there's, there's a reason six. for that because nobody cares. That's right. Yeah, it was probably, right. uh, you know, Michigan and Iowa State or something. Or not Iowa, Iowa State. State. Michigan and Iowa. I don't know. No, that wouldn't work either. Never mind. Um, Michigan and Oregon. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're trying to, like, we understand that this is a very valuable property. That's a great trivia question. We would like more input on the teams that are playing in this property because we're paying a lot of money to air this game, and we want a little more say-so in it. That's what I think it, going it, on That here. game was the Rose Bowl. It was? Yeah, according to this. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, how about that? Greatest game I've ever seen. <laughs> that game was nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Rose Bowl texting CFP. You up? Question mark. <laughs> so they haven't heard from him in two weeks. Yeah. Again, I. Well, we've been busy. You they, know, we've got they, meetings and stuff. Hey. They need each other, and you've got to have a presence on the West Coast. What the one thing I never understood? Where did they they played that Alabama Clemson national title game out at uh, Levi Stadium? Did out they? Santa Clara. Okay. Put that thing at the Rose Bowl. Put it at the Rose Bowl. I, that is that game. The college football national title should be played at the Rose Bowl. Period. I think that uh, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. That is, it is most I, iconic setting we have. I think in in that sport, I think you're right about that. I think the issue. I don't think the issue is, you know, we're going to squeeze out the Rose Bowl. I think the issue is we, the CFP, who are positioning other. New Year's Six bowl game matchups, we would like a little more say in that one. That's the one we want <laughs> the, because the, it's the most valuable one. The the issue isn't the isn't the scenery, it isn't the tradition. The issue is the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I mean that the, the Rose Bowl wants all of it. And and I just I man, that that should be the I mean it, that's where you should play your college football national title game the, every the, year. Weather's the, great. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It could be like a uh, maybe that's something it, that they're the that and, is on the table here. And if you're know. bored, Mr. C's house is right down the street from the Rose Bowl, the Cunninghams. The, the, house, the exterior of the house is right down the street. Literally, literally, it's in the neighborhood right next to the Rose Bowl. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Is Roadhouse the best karate movie? <laughs> no. The Karate Kid is the best karate movie. Or Karateka. Or the, the um, that was the Bart Connor gymnastics karate flick where you had the gymnasts fighting crime um, and they knew karate. That was a great movie. 
Bart Connor. Is, is Blazing Saddles the best movie about quicksand? <laughs> <laughs> and handcarts. That's right. Boy, that was awful lucky. <laughs> Animal House, the second best equestrian movie of all time. Uh, Hacker asks, is the is it the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum where the stands feel like uh, they are a mile from the field? It's the mausoleum in Los Angeles right. where you are seven hours from the field. Side of your, uh, what is it, 2028 Olympics, 2032? Is that something? what we're doing? There's, there's, okay. The Olympics are in Los Angeles again. And Jim Cotta, excuse me. Uh, thank thank you for correcting me, Tex, out of the 870. It's Jim Cotta. Oh, all right. Karateka was a video game. It's the best movie about fishing Jaws. <laughs> Best movie about needing a bigger boat. I I guess. It's an ad lib, by the way. Okay. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. It's an ad lib in the movie. It got in. Okay. Made it in. Oh well. All right, let's move on. What else you got? Nothing. This Nothing? is it. This, this is, is all there got? is. This oh, is it. Come on. It's this a is Thursday. all there is. It's a Thursday. Come on now. It's t- <laughs> Deliverance, the best movie about pigs. No, that's Charlotte's Web. <laughs> no, stop it. I'm going with. I know. I know where you're going. No, no. <laughs> best movie about banjos. I mean, that's for sure. Oh, with well, featuring a banjo. Yes, probably. That's where we got. Well, that du- or the Muppet movie. Was One dueling banjos written for that movie? I I honestly don't know. I. I don't thought I. I don't know if somewhere. it was written for the movie. Uh, Dolphins guy has uh, shared with us mm-hmm. uh, that the uh, Christmas tree is up. All right, I'm gonna put Dolphin guy on a on suspension for a week. Okay, and come back in a week and when the tree's down, whichever comes first. I don't have a problem with that. Do what makes you happy, Dolphin. Don't I do it. I saw a tweet last mm-hmm. night that said that the Thanksgiving food tastes the same whether the Christmas tree's up or not. So I think maybe I'm not saying your food is going to taste differently. It's why are we blowing past Thanksgiving to get to what has become, unfortunately, a commercial holiday? We're not blowing past Thanksgiving, though. Yeah, we are. I heard Christmas music. Do I have to quote Linus here? Uh, Doesn't anyone know what Christmas is all about? (laughs) I thought that was Tiny Tim. No, that's God bless us. That's everyone. God bless us. Everyone. Sorry, I, I get Linus. Him. Linus. I, no, I that's don't... actually Charlie Brown. Linus uh, read the scripture. What? I thought, wait a minute. It was Linus. Linus, Linus. read the scripture. Right, Charlie Brown said, "Didn't we're going to go down a freaking rabbit hole here?" I love um, that show. Linus is Sally. Linus is Sally's brother, right? Um, no. Yes, Sally is Charlie Brown's sister. Oh. Linus is related to Lucy. Lucy, Lucy, that's Lucy. Right. Yes, Lucy. Yes, that's right. Now, Lucy. She's the one who calls Charlie Brown Chuck. No, that's Peppermint Patty. Dang it! <laughs> How am I getting all this wrong? It's been a while. Yeah. What's the name of the dog? Snoopy. Okay, all right. You're, you're, now, who, you're does, back in, you're who back does Woodstock on. belong to? I don't know. It's just uh, that's Snoopy's friend, the Where's, bird. Uh, where are Pigpen's parents? I don't know. They need to bathe that Yeah, child. that is stinky kid in class. That is really unfortunate. He's got the lines and everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, he carries that uh, that cloud of dirt around him. Huh. What about Schroeder? Can we not get yeah. the kid a proper piano? He's clearly a musical savant. Really? And, and he's, he's got to play that little thing. He's like the, six yeah. foot tall and he's playing, right. you know, baby, you know, little kid's piano. <laughs> Poor Schroeder. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Titus didn't like Lucy. Peppermint Patty was cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, Marcy. Where, who was Mar- now Marcy? Marcy was Peppermint Patty's, Patty's friend, friend, but she was not related to anybody. No. Okay, so so Sally was Charlie Brown's brother. No. Sister. That's right. Sister. See, I'm 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 in, in information overload right now. <laughs> All right, so Sally and Chuck were related. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Schroeder and Lucy were related. No. No. Linus and Lucy. Li- Linus and Lucy. It's the L's. Yes. Linus and Lucy. Sally and Chuck. Got it. Okay. Yes. And the teacher was um, the sound of a muffled trumpet. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. 
Pigpen, by the way, ahead of his time because mm. uh, now none of the uh, young people bathe. That's true. So, I mean, yeah, he served up. as a role model for our That's younger right. generations. Right. <laughs> Wasn't there a guy in, in Hell's Angels named Pigpen, like an mm. Altamont or something? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I don't think. Yeah, there's another question. Couldn't we uh, get uh, Charlie Brown one of those, you know, Joe Buck hair plug systems? Because, <laughs> right. I mean, Charlie Brown's like 80 years old, and I mean, still, I mean, just never grew anything more than he's that a, little thing. Yeah, he's a kid. He never had hair. Yeah. It's unfortunate. That's Lucy right. likes Schroeder. You spelled Schroeder wrong, but. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bob and Branson says, uh, we are the best show when it comes to Charlie Brown references, but he spelled Charlie wrong. That's too bad. Yeah. All are right. we making Linuses? Thank you, Bob. I don't know. Great question. I don't know many Linuses or Schroeders for that matter. Yeah. Or Pigpen. Ryan points out to Snoopy, an American hero, he did shoot down the Red Baron. He did do that. In That's his exactly. doghouse. That's right. Yes. He tried doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Hey, this veteran say Eat My Catfish is offering a small thank you for a big sacrifice. All day at Eat My at all the Eat My Catfish locations, veterans will redeem a free catfish dinner with sides. Made possible with the help from Drennan Insurance Marketing, Landers Toyota of NWA. OTT Insurance Marketing, Wi-Fi Designs, and Victory's Service Dog Ranch. Thank you for your service from Eat My Catfish. We'll be back with more Peanuts talk after these messages on ESPN Arkansas. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ryan and Prairie Grove, can we talk about how awesome Buffalo and Central Michigan was last night? No, we cannot. And and you know what? We're never going to talk about the MAC ever again because I absolutely despise the MAC. The MAC sucks. All the teams in that league suck. 
and they have cost me money, and I don't ever want to hear Buffalo or – and I really don't want to hear about Bowling Green ever again. Bleep you, Bowling Green. And if you're a graduate of Bowling Green, I don't like you anymore. Or your team. You guys suck. And I hate Eastern Michigan, too. And Toledo. Toledo lost to Ball State. Who does that? Ball State? No. Hi. How many directional... <laughs> Do you feel better? Not really. How many directional schools are in the MAC? All Eastern, of them. Central, All of them. Western? Western. There's a, not, there isn't a Southern. Is there a Northern Michigan? No. Okay. God, I hate the MAC. Northern Illinois? Yep. No, there is. You're right. There's a Northern. I hate, I hate the MAC. I hate everything about the MAC. Maction sucks. It sucks. Don't ever bet on it. Ever. Save your money. Give it to a kid. <laughs> Maybe a charity. Because that's all you're doing is you're making a damn donation. Because the Mac sucks. Y'all warned me. You warned me. I learned my lesson. But how does the Mac suck when you were the idiot who put the bet in? Because my bets were pure. <laughs> done on scientific information. <laughs> I looked at it. I felt good. And then... I saw the quarterback from Bowling Green who couldn't throw up. He sucks. And I was like, oi, this is not. I think I beat 40 to 6. They were two and a half point favor. They got beat 40 to 6. <sighs> Awful. Just. They got beat by so, Kent. Kent! So, um, who do you like next Tuesday Shut night? Shut your face. Shut your face. We are not, I'm not, I'm done. Oh, give us a couple I'm picks for done. next Tuesday night. No. Yes, please. God. We need, we need some information. <laughs> I don't have any information, okay? I have none. <sighs> yeah, here's the text out of the 479. Granny Pants says, yeah, the Mac sucks. The Mac sucks. Sucks. Do you have a lean on Miami, Shut Ohio, your face. And Northern Illinois? Shut next your week? face. I hope you stub your toe today. Bowling Green in Toledo. You got to lean on that. I hate you. I I was so disgusted. And I you know what? I changed my routine last night. I didn't I didn't fire up all three uh, screens. I sat there. The kid and I watched a, a TV show that we're watching. I waited. I popped open the app. I looked at the score and I went bleep. And. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and and it was off. And it was terrible. It's 20 to nothing at halftime. Bowling Green at home. Trying to get bowl eligible. What do you do? You cough it up to Kent. Kent! By 34! <sighs> Sucks! Tell us the uh, your lean on Western versus Central Michigan next Wednesday night, if you don't mind. And, ah. I'll, and I'll hang up and listen. Shut up. Sasquatch, the sooner you realize that you can't pick games, Zach, the sooner you'll stop the bleeding. You know what? I don't want that right now. I had to suffer. I watched every second of Mexican for two straight nights. I mean, think about that. Who does that? The commissioner of the MAC doesn't do that. He wasn't even watching. He wasn't there. He was watching the CMAs. But no, I was there. Right there. watching. I just felt my bank account getting lighter. Do you have a lean on I Tulsa, Memphis? Tonight? No, I don't. Oh. You know what? I don't. Shane and Alma, I thought I think, you liked Maction. I no, think, not I today. Think we'd all like a pick so you can go the other way. <laughs> oh, and oh, we, is and that we, what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, we want to fade yeah, you. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen? Is I'm going to make my pick and I'm going to fade me. And then what's going to happen? We all lose. Yes! <laughs> Justin is calling us from Fayetteville. Yes, Justin. Hey, great show today. Um, I took Ball State plus ten and a half. I hate so you. I, I hate you. I hate you. Why? Where, um, were, where were you when I was placing my bet? I'm like Toledo. Sure, they're eight and one. What the hell? <sighs> hey, I've got bad inside sources. So here, I want to flip the script or change the subject. This is real quick. Uh, and I called into the show that I figured had a really educated opinion <laughs> and maybe even actual. They were busy, so you yeah. called us. Yeah. Got it. So if if we have if we recruit players in this age in basketball with NIL money and and we are how does this work if they never play a game for the Razorbacks? Like do we owe the the, the players the money or is it like 
Is it refundable? How does it work? I'm, I'm just curious because if we have kids that never play a game for Arkansas this year on the hardwood, I just didn't I didn't know how that all shook out. I didn't know if you guys knew either. I, I actually have some insight into this in one particular case from last year. There was an athlete, not football, a uh, different sport, uh, signed to an NIL deal, transferred mid-semester. And basically, as soon as the as soon as they transferred, it was like, sorry, can't help you. As far as, you know, the the the, the person with the deal um, still wanted their money, and the sponsor was like, you don't play here anymore. So it may transfer out, uh, you know, if they go to another school, depending on, you know, who the NIL sponsor is, it may transfer, but I think... I think we're getting to a point where the rubber's meeting the road a little bit and the advertisers are like, what are we really getting out of this? And if a, if a kid doesn't play a game, I, you know, I think if you forfeit money to them, if you give them money up front, you're probably not getting that back, but you're not paying them a dime past, past that. I think it's a lot like what's going on with, um, with uh, the crypto thing. Like we are realizing that this was all a Ponzi scheme. There's nothing at the end of the road and people are like, yeah, you know what? This is probably not where we need to be uh, putting uh, our money. Um, Odell Beckham's salary is two hundred grand because he took his salary in Bitcoin, so he makes two hundred grand. Trevor I, Lawrence, he went from like forty to fifteen million. I, I'm with you on the fact that um, it's a lot like social media. There's a lot of noise being made about NIL, and then like. The receipts and the spreadsheets mm-hmm. and the balance sheets started coming in, and you're like, "Wait a minute, we spent X, and we didn't get what?" Huh. That's and, interesting. In, in this particular case, I know this for a fact. I, I know the person that that was uh, that was doing the sponsoring. It, you know, the the player that they were sponsoring transferred mid semester last year, and the player still wanted their money, and the response was, "Well, you don't play here anymore. Mm-hmm. Null and void." And but I think the caller was asking about what if you are here if, the whole time, but you never well, play. Well, he's talking about Nick Smith Jr. So that, that I mean, that's the question that's being asked is, okay, he's got all that, you know, allegedly has all this NIL money, and what if he doesn't play a minute? But how much of that is coming from Arkansas businesses versus national brands? Th- and that that's the question. If you're a national brand, okay. Because uh, they're going to get their okay, recovery because you're going to be in the league We're, we're speaking into a vacuum here, okay? Let's say Nick Smith has a shoe deal with, Fill in the blank. Whatever shoe company you want. That money probably translates. Skechers. Okay. Yes, Skechers. Let, that money probably translates. Now, if he has a deal with a local business here, I think there might be some questions that need to be asked. Or do you push it to when he's you know playing in the NBA next year? Hey, if you do this, we're going to put, you know, the contract rolls over. You owe us when you're in the league. That sort of thing. It's a very, it's a very, it is a very gray area. Very, very gray. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. The House attorney has chimed in Mm -hmm. on the last uh, phone call. You get what you bargain for. NIL situations are handled on a case-by-case basis. If actual performance in the sport is required by an NIL payer before the payee is entitled to the money, then that is an enforceable contract and failure to perform is a breach of that contract. No money. But if a business just pays up front for like an endorsement deal, it doesn't matter whether they play or not. The payer ain't getting that money back. So, 
I'm betting most of these deals are just straight up cash, mm-hmm. homie. Homie, no thanks. And uh, they're not uh, they're not performance based. So you will just if you paid and you don't see the player on the floor, then you just paid. That's what happened. You donated. Yes, you did. Yes. You gave it the office. Yes, got it. Yes, seems right. like a terrible deal. Well, it depends on um, if you're getting what you um, and you know during a game. None of these NIL people get any value because nope. they don't have any logos or they anything on. All the value is on social media or wherever off hours when they're not uh, when they're not playing. So just because they didn't play in a game doesn't mean there's no value in the deal because it's not like they can go out there with you know a Ed Shoe Shop logo on their Razorback jersey during the game. So I mean, I don't know. I would be very uh, suspicious. If I ran a business and I got into this NIL situation, because there's a lot of scenarios like this one that haven't been considered, and um, it's nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nope. Nobody knows what no, the they rules do not. are going to be. Nobody knows what the rules are right. or what the rules are going to be and uh, where your money's going. So if you're just making a straight donation, you have to and, view it like a donation. And no one really knows the bounce you get for the you know the sponsor mm-hmm. for the uh, hardware store There's or the uh, or the um, you know the the weight loss team or whoever it is whoever's spot doing the doing the deal they're what kind of like here we know and it is proven out time and time and time again that if you advertise here there will be a return on that customers will go to your business customers will book whatever services you have uh, you have we know this works it has worked for a very long time and it continues to but with that we don't know we don't know if uh seeing your business in an NIL deal will result in you getting more customers we don't know that no nope. but we know it works here got another example last week about uh stuff working out like that here and we hear it time and time again because it works that's why we're still here by the way you know what I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it obviously works. It's it's, it's a, not because of our good looks. I mean, let's be honest about that. Well, speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> the, the the New York Times did a hit piece on um, the the gymnast down at uh, LSU. Olivia Dunn. Yes, yeah, they did a hit piece on her. She thought she was going in there to talk about the benefits of it. It turned into, you know, this is what's wrong with college athletics. Right. It is. I think in the next. I mean, it was the Wild West. On I, I remember that July first. Everything was. It was now a free for all. And it still is to a certain extent, but as I've said time and time again, eventually the, the 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 rich guys are going to figure out what am I really getting for this? Is it really worth it? And that's why I think you're starting to see these collectives come together. You're getting all these, you know, the universities are are I don't know that they they live in a vacuum. They live in a in a bubble. They don't understand the business world outside. They don't understand what you know business owners go through. Not in the least, and they don't care. They simply want the cash nope. registers to keep ringing. And I think you know the pushback from your local business communities, your national business communities, as far as this stuff goes, it's going to be really interesting over the next three or four years. They have no idea how to run a business, and you're right; they do not care about uh, how independent people uh, run a business. Why they think they can tell independent businesses how to run their business because they just don't know how the real world works. Uh, we have the unloved games of the week. Oh, I can't uh, ready wait. to go. We will do are that. Are we doing here. that today? We are. Do, we'll, we'll do that today here. Okay. We'll do it here in a few minutes. Uh, we have those ready to go. These are games that are not only flying under the radar, they didn't even bother to turn the radar on mm. for these games. But <laughs> again, here's the only qualifier. <laughs> yep. Um, these games are on a TV channel that you probably have. Okay. You know, none of this ESPN Plus, uh, you know, SEC Plus stuff. These are on a or TV any of the channel. games tonight. No, no, these are all Saturday uh, contests. Okay, so, so I can gather can... some information if I had to. <laughs> that's a, yes, that's true. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Um, okay, what do we have here? Uh, by the way, a pig pen had a bath either in one of the books or a comic strip. And after drying off, he was clean very briefly, and then the dust cloud returned. Ah, so the problem is pig pen. <laughs> he just stinks. He's just a, you know, he's a stinky kid. Big Pen getting an NIL deal with um, um, Speed Stick. So he's coast. Trying to work coast. Yeah, coast. Zest. Yeah, zest fully clean. You're not fully clean unless you're zest fully clean. That's the best one. The Ooh, best one, right? The Irish Spring commercials were pretty good where they cut the bar in half with that buck knife. Okay, I remember those. Okay. That was great. I remember a guy in high school 
where you know you have these senior quotes. Mm-hmm. Remember that? His senior quote was, "I want to be rich enough to when the letters wear off the bar of soap, I can throw it away and put a new bar of soap in." Mm. That was his basically his senior D- quote. DQ. What was your senior quote? <laughs> um, it was some quote from the Breakfast Club. What was yours? I don't remember. Mine was, "I'm the last to know, but the first to not care." Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> I, and I've lived that life. I think I tweeted. I had an Eagles lyric. I think I don't remember which one. Really, mirrors on the ceiling, pink champagne on ice. I don't know what it was. <laughs> what was your class song? We didn't have a class song. Oh yeah, you weren't allowed to have music or fun. That's right. Yours? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, ours was "Wildest Dreams" by Taylor Swift. There we go. But there was like a reason, a whole reason <laughs> behind it. Mine was, right? mine was "Ice Ice Baby." Well, you lose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't good, proud of that. Good God. Name of our, uh, our our yearbook that year was Can't Touch This. You know what year I graduated. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We hit all the low points that year. Our, our, the, the girl that's in charge of that, I saw her at one of our reunions. I'm like, Courtney, come on, girl. I mean, we can go back and do this again. We can take a donation, get everybody a new yearbook. I mean, you know how embarrassing it is to pull that thing out? And, it, hey, you can't touch this. Yeah, you know, 91. My dad had to be like 34. And he got the hammer, um, um, hammer, please don't hurt him mm-hmm. on yeah. cassette. Sure. And rolling down the street in the Astro van and mm-hmm. that, like, he yeah. felt like the coolest dude Turn in the world. Turn this mother out. That's right. Oh, 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 sure. I had that. I had the cassette. But, I was, the but I was 17. <laughs> I know. <laughs> sure. Desperately gripping Man, the youth. If if you were if if you were a kid in like the late eighties, early nineties, and you didn't have seventy five cassette tapes in the floorboard of the passenger side, you weren't living right. See, it, it, it by two thousand, it, it was had changed. CDs. It was CDs on right. the, uh, yeah. on, the, on, the yeah, yeah. on the visor. There was a CD yep. holder on the visor, and what I did is I jammed so many into one pocket that you had to keep like five in that pocket. If you took mm-hmm. one out, then they'd all fall yeah. out when you turned. And then so. there was that one kid in your class that had the six CD changer. Oh, oh well, man, I mean, that was on. big time right there. Yeah. Did you uh, – and then another thing that came around was um, the radio with the detachable face. Sure. Yeah, I had yeah, one yeah. of those. Well, we were we were so those. old that our – we we didn't have CD players when I was in high school in, in your car, so you had this cassette. You, hit, you put the cassette in there, and then you would attach it to your – Portable CD yes. player, and you could play CDs. Yeah, Shut my dad up, did that. My dad had a C- portable CD player that had <laughs> the uh, anti-skip feature. Yep, absolutely, yeah. And he Velcroed the mm-hmm. CD player to the dash that of the is car. how you did it. And then he ran it from That's the right. headphone jack into the cassette That's player. That's how you did it. And he no, was playing CDs. No, respect to your dad. No, all right, That's Nelson. I, was. I, I feel yeah. you, Nelson. I'm with you. On the cutting edge. Right. On the cutting no, edge. No, I, I totally get it. I understand. <laughs> I, I was there with him. I, I mean, had to. My When I got the truck... There, it literally was only a radio. There wasn't even a tape deck. So for some somehow, I had negotiated a new stereo from Audio Express in Cersei, and it had a de- did you detachable have the, uh, face. Did you have the CD hanging from your mirror to deflect the radar? No, I did not oh, have that. No? no, okay, no, I did not have that. Boy, no. you'd be like you'd be like at a stoplight fiddling around. You pull up, pick pick up your cool Modi tape, yep. throw it in the back seat. Then it'd be like you know, uh, Rob Bass. No, didn't want that one. I, then you pick up that that hammer, and you're like, "Yes, that was me." I have a car with a CD player. You I do? Can, yes. Oh wow! I've never used it. I don't own a CD. I don't think. Well, they're somewhere buried in my um, plastic totes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did you hide the faceplate for your uh, for your car stereo? Well, you took it with you. No. You <laughs> put it underneath the front seat. It's a little like right up underneath the front seat. There's a little lip, and you, put, you used to put it back up under there. I'm going to tell you mm. the most exciting part of my day today. Are you ready for this? Here's the most exciting thing that's happened to me today to this point. Yes. Let me let me clarify. To this point. I went to the store, and there could be wintry precip over the next few days. Mm-hmm. So before the rush, I bought window de-icer today. Why are you wearing a collar? Because <laughs> I have plans later. Oh. <laughs> Excuse us. Yeah. I'm going to the theater. Oh, oh, you're go. Oh, you're gonna you go. Are you Chicago? I am. Really? I am. Yeah. And all Do that. Do you have a jazz. tie? I don't have a tie. Jacket? No. Oh, you're yeah. just going as is. Yeah. Uh, weak off. Weak effort. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what, what, what all my a, shirts aren't given to me what, like you. Well, that's you got to get in on that. What kind of a? What kind of a? Are we wearing slacks or jeans? Wearing what I got. I'm I didn't, going I didn't straight look. there from here. No, no offense. I didn't look. I just. I don't have it. any time to go because well, this show is. 
14 effing hours long. I don't have time to go home and change before I go to the show. It only seems that way. It's 12. 12. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> it only feels 14 hours long. Right. I'm ready to be old so I can get this done in like 90 minutes and be over with. Let some young guy do the thing. Okay. All right. That's I, what I'm ready for. No, I'm going home. I'm putting on my eating pants, and I'm just going to sit in the couch all day. Let's, uh, let's can we tonight. develop an online store and sell gettable T-shirts and eating pants? Yeah. Yeah. Why haven't we done that yet? Let's let's get in this here. It's yeah okay. You want to like eating, eating, pants. eating pants are they're a size to a size and a half too big. Right. And they have a drawstring. We start at two XL. Absolutely. <laughs> and go Absolutely. from there. Well, well, I mean, for, for somebody who is smaller, um, and, and we start at L. L. Okay. I'll get you an XL. You know, two XL. We go all the way up to like six. And uh, and and they you you don't want them tight at all. Yeah, you want to kind of avoid elastic. Yes, but really emphasize yep. on the drawstring. The draw- drawstring is crucial. <laughs> <We have> to, <laughs> some of them we some have of them to have ten the, yards long. We have to have the best drawstring in the business. That's correct. That's, that's, our, to, that's going to be where we're, how we're going to make our money. Right. Like this is the you're, you right. you will not get pants. I have seen a commercial mm-hmm. for um, some sort of shorts that this guy is talking about, and then his girlfriend comes in and says, you will steal these shorts. They are the most comfortable shorts. I don't remember what they're called, but I think we should do something like that with our eating pants, where a guy's sitting there with, like, a turkey leg in each arm, and then, like, his girlfriend slides in the way. He's like, you will steal these pants. They are so comfortable, Mm -hmm. and they are great eating pants. Yeah, I, I I do have a pair of eating pants. I have my pants of shame, and I have my uh, my eating pants. Yeah, me too. My pants of shame I've had since 1997, and if I can't get into them, I'm too fat. Well, that's the test, huh? Yeah, that my pants of shame. I cannot get into them right now, but I can always get into my eating pants. <laughs> they always fit. they always fit. That's right? They, yes. they your eating pants will never let you down. That's right. And I have, and I've developed an eating shirt. Which is a, it's one of those long sleeve um, Nike dry fit deals, but I bought it two sizes too big so that my gut never hangs out. There you go. There I, you, my, go. you wear some. See, a dry fit shirt would not be my preferred, like, com- comfort shirt. Depends on how big it is. Here's the thing about, here's the thing I've noticed about the dry fits versus like a cotton long sleeve t shirt is the cotton t shirts will absorb any liquids that you, uh, that you spill. True. Dry yeah. fit will repel. You don't want to. <laughs> You don't want to go around with a stain on your shirt. No, you don't want to go around with a ketchup stain on your shirt. That's very true. You know, I didn't just develop this. Like this has been done over a number of years. I think mm-hmm. that our shirts should be moisture wicking and sauce wicking. Yes, like the gravy like just slides off. Teflon. Of it. We, they'll yeah. be coated in Teflon. Teflon shirts. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Uh, JT points out tomorrow morning. Guys, I'm getting in the eating pants. Oh, okay. Tomorrow morning there will be a, a new online store opened with Tommy's face on it. You know, with eating pants. <laughs> Guys, I got a great idea. Get your ESPN Arkansas eating pants. <laughs> Coming soon. They are scrambling and barking right sh- now. Can we get a Shopify going? If we know what that is, no, probably. No, 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 no. Shopify. We'll get that going. We'll just open a store. To, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Right? This is really easy. You open the site for pre-orders. Then you know how many to make. Right. And then you make them. Yeah, you make like 10 or 12 extras. Yeah. $35.99 probably costs, I don't know, 10 bucks. That's a $26 profit right there. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, it's a profit game. Mm. Ah, BE wants to know about my uh, pants of shame. Are they uh, guest jeans? No, no. They're just a pair of Levi's acid washed, which I've had for, I've ha- probably had them. I've probably had them since 95, but I, I got, I, I burst out of them in 97 and I have not been able to get back in. But you don't want to walk around Thanksgiving with a ketchup stain on your shirt. That is not. You really, I, you really don't want to ever do that any no, anywhere. Not, not work, really. no church, no any anything like that. Yeah, church potluck. That's right. not good. It's, it's. I mean, it's it's a bad look. It, it just is. says I can't control myself. That's right. Yeah. Right. <sighs> That's true. <laughs> Eating pants. That's right. Uh, Chuck is suggesting we get moo-moos. No. That's no, no, also no. a good idea. No, 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 no. No, no. You wear a moo-moo, you look like Humpty Dumpty. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. They're comfortable. I love a I'm moo-moo. Not say, oh, look, I'm not saying they're... Look, here is your... This is your eating wear. I have some... some he, I, I have some heavy socks that I like, and they've got the uh, the rubber things on the bottom of them so I don't slip. That's good. I mean, they're terrific. You need that. They're your warm, yeah. they're comfortable, and they and they have a safety feature. That's good. Then you're, I mean, you're in your eating pants, got your eating shirt on, and uh, and you know if you're really feeling it, an eating hat kind of gets you in the mood for for whatever you got going on. <laughs> you have a spot on your couch like that's yours. 
Yeah, the left end. Left end, mine's the right end. Yeah, left yeah. end. Yeah. My couch reclines on the two end seats, oh, too. Oh, yeah. look at you. Yeah, yeah, I don't have one of those. Yeah. yeah. My parents picked it out for me, so okay. I appreciate that. I do like the couches, though, that where the middle part folds down and it's got a cup holder in there and like a little table thing. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Uh, JT wants to know what Thanksgiving food would, would require ketchup. No, we're speaking in, in a it's, it's a hypothetical. Yeah, this, I mean, is, this isn't in a vacuum situation right. here. And you know what? It's not just ketchup. It's really kind of any stain. You don't want to be wandering around with a with a massive stain that looks like a gunshot wound. I mean, you don't, right? Am I, am I right? You're right. Okay. I mean, especially, you know, if you're in some sort of work deal. I mean, you definitely don't want that. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Chuck Barrett is with us now here on ESPN Arkansas live on a Thursday evening. What's going on, Chuck? Guys, how's it going? Great. Good. Hanging in there. Good. Getting ready to freeze our rear ends off this I weekend. I know. Enjoy the last hours of decent <laughs> weather. Now, now, are you're going to leave the windows in this week, right? Ooh, I don't know. I, I'm inclined to think that it's probably going to be a uh, windows closed kind of yeah. Saturday. And don't let Zim talk you into stuff. He's crazy. <laughs> he, you know, he'd be up there shirtless, you know, doing his thing. Don't let him. Well, talk there's three stuff. windows. There's three windows. We might take the middle one out. That's the part where Z stands. <laughs> So uh, we might do that. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's going to be cold, oh, man. It's gonna be I mean, freezing. it is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a chilly Saturday. It's going to be cold and it's going to be windy. And this is going to be, to me, low scoring and a lot of running the football. I think it's going to be a raw day. That's what it's going to be. I think whoever hangs on to the ball may be the one that wins. I mean, I, I realize that sounds simple, but it is going to be a drastic change in the weather for everybody. Football is going to be hard. It's going to be cold. Um, hey, I've never been popped on a cold day like those guys get popped out there, but I can't imagine it feels very good. You've done – I mean, you did the Auburn game last year, the, the the basketball game where Arkansas beats number one, and you have that incredible high. And then you have to do it again the next – you know, in a couple of days later to, to try and get yourself back up. It's hard for, for you to do it. I mean, it's hard for broadcasters. It's got to be impossible for a team like LSU to come from the highest of highs – to now you've got to go play 11 a.m. on a day that's going to be brutally cold. It's going to be a whole lot different than it was last Saturday night in Tiger Stadium. I can guarantee you that. And they'll feel different physically. Uh, you hope maybe they feel a little bit different emotionally as a result of it. I mean, you know, there's no guarantee Arkansas play well in the cold weather, but both of them are going to have to play in it. And, um, you know, Sam Pittman says they're going to embrace it. And you better have something good happen early, or at the least you better not have something bad happen to you early because, man, it's one of those days where when it starts going downhill, it can get really cold really fast. And, you know, teams will call it a day sometimes about halfway through. So I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be a close game, and generally they are when the Razorbacks play. And I think we, we saw that with LSU 8 years ago when Arkansas ended the conference losing skit, that was a really, really cold night at Razorback Stadium. And there was a point where, you know, the score was only 17 nothing, but the will of LSU was totally broken by Arkansas in that particular game. Yeah, played a great defensive game, I remember. You know, it's going to be cold two weeks in a row. It's, it's going to be cold next Saturday night, according to the forecast, when we play Ole Miss. So, you know, you got a couple of teams that are going to have to come up here and play in it, and um, you know, maybe Arkansas will play a little bit better at home. You had a chance to to talk with and listen to Sam, and I mean, you get that. Where are they mentally? Because last weekend's one of those games, and I don't think it has, but it's one of those games that you know, when it slips away, that can that can send your season into a tailspin. I've not gotten the sense that's happened this week. Now, obviously, we won't know till Saturday, and. You can play better against a team like LSU than you did against Liberty and still not win the game. Um, so, But I don't get the sense that there's a hangover beyond, you know, they're just mad. I mean, they got a chip on their shoulder. Uh, I know it's been an unpleasant week around there. I'm sure practices, the first part of the week especially, were pretty tough. And um, I'm sure there was a lot of yelling. So, you know, sometimes when you go through a week like that, you can't wait to play just so you can go out there and redeem yourself a little bit. And I sort of think that that's the attitude they've taken this week. Yeah, I think that that's um, – and, and 
to your point, early is the uh, is the key there. Arkansas didn't play well early last week. Play well early this week because LSU might be still a little bit, you know, carrying on with the um, you know feeling good about last week and not totally be dialed in early in the ball game. I think if they're gonna if they're gonna make their move early is, is the time to do it for Arkansas. Well, you know, I'm sure from an LSU perspective, Brian Kelly said we're going to find out a lot about our team this week. I mean, are they really seventh in the pecking order right now nationally? Um, you know, they're going to have to, after a week where, you know, it seemed like they toppled the world, um, they are going to have to play at 11 o'clock in the morning on a cold day um, in an environment that's not going to be anything like what it was Saturday night. And I'm sure they're thinking, you know, we got to go up there and handle our business. That's what teams that are ranked seventh in the country do. Um, you know, I, I'm not convinced they're going to be able to do that. But, you know, they played great last Saturday night, but that's not really going to have anything to do with Saturday. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the it's Thursday. It's the rumors about KJ's availability have started. <laughs> yep. Two questions. One, physically, where do you think he is? And then two, can they win a game with, or if they had to, with Malik Hornsby? Well, I, you know, I really think this is going to come down to a game-time decision. I really do. Um, I don't think they know yet. Um, I know Sam Pittman doesn't know. Um, you know, sometimes when a guy has an injury, everybody wants to know on Tuesday or Wednesday if he's going to play. Well, that's what day-to-day means. I mean, you don't know. Um, now, they've prepared as though he's not going to play. Uh, they didn't play very well when he didn't play at Mississippi State. Uh, you know, Fortin started, Hornsby got the bulk of the snaps, had that one great throw to Stevens, but also had a couple of picks, had a long run, so it was kind of feast or famine. But, you know, he, he took – I don't know that he took the bulk of the snaps with the ones last week, but he took a bunch of them based on what the players said after the game, and I'm sure that's been the case this week too. So it's not as though you're just throwing him in there. Um, he's, you know, he's gotten a lot of reps with the ones the last couple of weeks, and I don't know that he's going to play, but I think if he does, and he has to, if they need to go with him, that, um, he's probably got a lot more under his belt right now than he did when he played at Mississippi State. And this, uh, this kind of, um, leads to one of the big questions that we sat here and, and fans were asking us, maybe people have asked you as well, Chuck, if, if Hornsby got most of the work Last week in practice, why didn't he see any time in the game, particularly when the offense really wasn't going anywhere in that game? Well, I think the feeling still was that K.J. gave him the best chance to win the game. And, um, you know, you do kind of hit that fine line where, you know, he wants to play. He's a competitor. And, I mean, he's the leader of the team. Uh, You know, let's be honest. There was a big drop-off in Starkville when he didn't play. Um, A big drop-off. There's a reason why he's QB1. So, you know, if he can go, um, you play him. I do think as you move forward, you know, you got to ask yourself if you're the coach, I mean, can he do everything we need him to do for us to win? And if he can't, is the other guy getting good enough now where maybe he can't? Um, you know, there's, there's a difference. I mean, there is a difference. Again, KJ's the number one quarterback. Um, and I think if he can play, you play him. But, you know, they're just going to have to, again, I, I think it's going to come right up to Saturday. And it's going to be cold. And whether or not that has anything to do with it, I don't know. But but it might. So on the other side of the ball, they are likely going to be without Miles Slusher. And yeah. that was the one area. I mean, likely to. And he's out. This okay. Week. Well, I, you know, I, I, I take nothing at this point as, as 100%, but he's likely going to play without him. And that was an, it was a group that I thought played pretty well last week when they got kind of got their feet underneath them. They, I thought they played better, and now you're going to lose probably your most experienced player again. You know, honestly, and I'm not making any kind of you know statement about Miles Slusher, but I mean they've been good with him and they've been bad with him, mm. and um, I can't say very frankly that they've been appreciably better with him. Um, he's a good player, and I'm and I'm not suggesting that they're worse off or that they're better off without him, but um, I don't know that he's been the difference maker back there. I wonder, you know, LSU against Alabama, I mean, they, they threw the ball. I mean, they, they threw the ball more than they ran it. I don't know that Saturday the weather's going to be conducive to that. Might be, but it um, doesn't sound like it's going to be. 
So what I'm driving at with the secondary is I think when you really look at that group, uh, you got to tackle well. Um, I think that you know we focus sometimes on guys getting beat, and that's understandable. But uh, man, you got to tackle well. You got to tackle well, and and I don't know that they have you know as well as they'd like them to at that spot. And I sort of think Saturday's game is going to be that kind of ball game. Um, you know, again, protecting the ball. I I don't know which one of y'all said run it a lot, but I suspect that'll be the truth. And um, so, you know, for those guys, I think they need to have a good tackling day more than anything. Yeah, we're talking with Chuck Barrett here, your drive home powered by Mr. Sparky. Here on Ruskin and Zach, um, text us a question here at 866, or a thought, 866-285-4005. We were, I I just, um, I couldn't understand, Chuck, that if the team saw um, all the stuff that KJ had to go through to get on the field on Saturday, because it seemed like it was quite a chore, how it, that didn't translate into any kind of like inspired play on the offensive side of the ball. It was just kind of like, you know, he's he's not doing well right now, and we're all kind of just like not doing well right now. Like it didn't it didn't look that way to me anyway. It was it was odd. Oh, I, I don't think anybody cornered the market on having a bad game. I mean, I, I don't think that um, um, you know I, I don't really think any group played all that well. To be real honest with you. The defense was a lot better in the second half, but, you know, you were 21 points down. Um, so, you know, um, K.J. didn't have a great game. Offensive line didn't have a great game. I don't know that, you know, obviously K.J. battling to play. I mean, I, I don't know that that, you know, does it lift all boats. Well, I mean, I can see why you'd think that. But um, I, I just thought just from the start, from the first play from scrimmage, uh, I thought everything was out of sort, and they mm-hmm. just had one of those really bad days. Yeah, yeah, it looked weird all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it, looked, it, it looked clunky all day. Yeah. I, there, I don't know. But here's I, the deal. I, I, I mean, here's the deal. I, I mean, we can, we can rehash all that, and I've done it all week. And you guys have too. But you know, it's Thursday night. And you got to play a game in less than forty-eight hours. So, I think they. I'm certain they put that behind them. It's 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 a lot harder when you've got the whole week to wait, and you know you don't you're not out there on the practice field Monday, and it's not as easy to put it behind you. But I think they have, and 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 I think Saturday will be a be an entirely different game. Yeah, you know, we talked about uh, LSU maybe not you know struggling to come down off in a really emotional win. I mean they were at their emotional peak, but I know two guys on that defense, LSU's defense, that will be laser focused this week, and that's Joe Fouché. And Greg Brooks, and we were talking earlier in the week that that may you you can talk about Traylon Burks leaving, but that those two losses may be their biggest losses through the transfer portal because those two guys are playing real well down there, and they would look really good in red right now. You know, those guys I'm sure are living their dream right now. You know, they grew up down there in Louisiana, and I'm smart enough to know they didn't grow up in New Orleans dreaming of playing for the Razorbacks. They grew up dreaming of playing for LSU. And, um, you know, that opportunity didn't present itself for them until right at the end of their careers. And so um, I can I can see why they wanted to go back down there. And it was perfect timing because you look at their roster. I mean, they're loaded with transfer guys. I mean, and give Brian Kelly credit. I mean, he, he reassembled his roster in a hurry because they lost basically half their team. And, um, you know, he went out and got guys, and those guys have helped them. Just like Landon Jackson's helped us and just like Dwight McLaughlin's helped us. And, um, you know, with the way guys, you know, transfer within the conference now, it's not uncommon at all to have guys, you know, playing against somebody that they played against a year before. I mean, Noah Kane, the running back for Penn State, plays for LSU now. You know, they'll face him again on Saturday. And so you're going to face guys sometimes that are your former teammates and um, – but I understand why they wanted to do what they wanted to do, and they've they've helped LSU. There's no doubt about it. Those two guys have helped LSU, and you can tell they um, they you know they're 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 happy to play for the state of Louisiana. I'm sure. I think the uh, I think that the challenge, Chuck, to try and you know look at this game, it's just it's way too simple this year. Like if KJ is well, the team plays well. If he's not right, it doesn't seem like anything else really goes right. It's it's really that's that's what it's been all season long. 
Well, but I think the correlation between K.J. playing well and the offensive line having a good day is pretty steady. I'm, I mean, in the games where K.J. struggled, um, you know, there may have been some struggles there too. This team's got to run the ball. I mean, they got to be able to line up and run the ball. Um, I was uh, um, I was far more dismayed last week, frankly, at, you know, Rocket having 60 yards and all the lost yardage plays off handoffs than I was necessarily the kind of day K.J. had. Um you know, K.J., you know, he could have had a, a so-so day. But if they'd been able to run the football well, they'd have still won. It wouldn't have been stylish, but they'd have won. Uh, that was the part that concerned me more than anything else. And so I think when the offensive line has a good game, generally uh, the team has a good game. They control the tempo of the day. Um, you know, when, when they need to keep the defense off the field, they can. Um, they've got the ability to score in a hurry. They're balanced. Um, and – you know, in my opinion, the offensive line is what really makes it all go. Were you mm-hmm. were you just surprised that you know, you can have a quarter where you struggle running the ball, you can have a half, but when you come out at halftime, you should have a pretty solid plan for their stunting and looping. I heard your interview with Sam in the pregame where, I mean, he talked about work, you know practicing against the stunts and the slants that Liberty was going to bring, and they still couldn't figure it out. Did that did that shock you that even at halftime, I was, I was sitting there, I'm like, eh. They'll get it figured out. It'll be fine, and they just never could. I'm not sure it wasn't uh, a situation where they they had it figured out. They just didn't get there quick enough. I, I just thought I thought Liberty outquicked them and thought they were faster. Um, I, I, I don't know that it was a situation as the game wore on that they didn't know what they were doing. They just didn't execute. They uh, um, uh, Liberty was just quicker. I mean, Liberty played inspired, and Arkansas didn't play as inspired, but um, – I do think there was some confusion probably in the first half. Yeah. Um, I mean they were you know, they were looping and stunting and yeah you know, right. and, and and I was I was listening to somebody talk about like they were attacking the mesh point on a lot of those zone reads and forcing KJ to give the ball which which is I mean that that's the way the Ravens sort of busted up the 49ers and kind of wrote the book on how to do this was I mean that linebacker they're they're stunting strong side the linebacker comes around weak side he's standing there. KJ's rule is hey, if there's somebody standing there and he's showing you your numbers you give it. And they kept giving them the same look over and over and over and over again. And, it, I mean, it's a great defensive plan. I'm just surprised they didn't simplify the blocking scheme and say, hey, guys, because they gashed them a couple times when they just came right at them. Well, we're not sure they didn't. I, I mean, what I saw when I watched it was, I mean, again, after, you know, with the exception of the first part, I don't think they were fooling them. I just think they were quicker and faster. I, I, I'd, uh, um, um, They did have a good plan. They executed they their great plan. plan. I'm not going to get into all the coaching part because, you know, I'll end up making myself sound dumb. But um, whatever they did, they were a lot quicker and a lot faster than the Razorbacks were. What about um, the uh, – we got a question here about the playoff and how this whole thing is going to play out. I don't think Clemson's out of it because I don't see how a 12-1 and ACC champion Clemson – the committee loves Clemson. So I don't think they're out of it even though they're 10 this week. And um, Bama's the, not dead. Yeah, Bama's not, not dead. dead either. Maybe. What do you think about all this? I think Clemson's out. I think I, I think Clemson failed the most important thing, and that was the eye test. Uh, with a lot of people watching, I, I, I don't I don't see. I, I didn't think Clemson was among the four best when they were unbeaten, and I sure don't think they are with one loss. You know, Alabama. I guess there's a way they could get back in. Lots of different things would have to happen, and I know people pull for chaos, but. You know, I'm not sure Alabama's done losing. I mean, you know, let's just say that. I'm I'm not sure they're done losing. They got a tough ball game against Ole Miss on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a way they could get back in it. But um, they would need a lot of help. I'll just put it that way. And then Tennessee could go 11-1. and one. They could um, not play in the SEC title game. And then you got an 11-1 Tennessee out there, and their one loss – was to Georgia, and they beat Alabama. So what are they going to do with, with well, Tennessee? Well, some, some of that's going to be dependent upon, I think, how Championship Saturday plays out. You don't know yet if it's to their advantage to play or not to play. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't know. Um, you know, you could have a situation where somebody who is a one-loss team, and, I, you know, just for the sake of argument, you've got a one-loss team that plays in a championship game, and they play lights out. And they win that championship game. And it sure seems on that day that they're one of the four best in the country. Well, if you didn't play that day, you may get locked out in a numbers game. By the same token, 
it could turn out the way the championship games end up that it was to your advantage not to play that day. Tennessee's got a really easy schedule the rest of the way. They 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 should finish with one loss. But, you know, it just kind of depends on how it all goes. I mean, you know, if you if you operate under the theory LSU's going to be there, well, then you're operating under the theory they're going to win out. Um, I'm not ready to operate under that theory yet. And um, I'm not sold on Ole Miss based on what LSU did to them. So um, I'm not sure how it's going to work, but I know it's Georgia's league, and um, Georgia's going to get in. I feel pretty sure of that. After Georgia and Ohio State, everybody's got warts. I mean, you can make a case for or against them not making the playoff or making the playoff. It is complete chaos from 2 through 11 at, at Ole Miss. Ole Miss being that and, that number 11 team. And and I think some of that is this is an odd year, and some of that is just the way this is going to be from now on because so much talent moves around, Chuck, in this sport that you're going to have teams that are all, you know, pretty similar under – those you know elite teams like like Georgia. Well, I think it's Georgia and everybody else right now. Yeah. I mean, I hear people say Ohio State, but I, I'm not any more sold on Ohio State than I am on Michigan, and and I'm not sure which one of those teams is better. Um, I, I would, you know, I don't think Ohio State's head and shoulders, you know, above Michigan. I don't think they're head and shoulders above anybody really. The only team out there that I think's head and shoulders above everyone's Georgia. Um, after that, you know, as you say, I mean, 2 through 10, 2 through 11, uh, a lot of different things could happen. If you want a blueprint for the Arkansas game, go back and look at the Ohio State game last weekend played in temperatures in the 40s, 20-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah. Final score was 21-7. to 7. That, I mean, if you're looking for something comparable between, you know, between teams, you, you kind of go that route. I think Ohio State, I think, is high, head and shoulders above Michigan. Michigan is nothing. Michigan will get run by them. And, and it, what's going to happen to Michigan is it's going to happen on the worst weekend, which is the last weekend of the season, which yeah. is the last thing we're going to see. It's probably up, yeah. a 20 to 25 well, point loss. The point being, whoever wins that game, is in. because of yeah. when it's played, the winners got the inside track, assuming they win the Big Ten championship game. And the loser's probably going to be on the outside looking in. What do you do with Oregon if they if they went out? Well, they go eleven. See, if they go twelve yeah, and one. See, Oregon's an interesting part in all this. Um, I've now watched them play a lot. Um, I know that if they get to twelve and one, they probably are going to find a way to get Oregon into the playoff because their their one loss would have been. You know, opening it's, weekend. It's the only thing we know about Oregon, which is yeah. a forty-six point loss on opening right. weekend. Yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, I can't see Oregon winning the national championship. I, I can't see Oregon getting into the championship game. But if they go 12-1, and one, um, they might get in. Some of that's going to be dependent upon what TCU does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does TCU yeah, run the table? Yeah, we forget TCU. They're losing um, this weekend to Texas. I'm not well, about I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, I wouldn't stake my heart on Texas. Yeah, I mean, I'm not betting on that yeah. one. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> Good. Uh, um, so I don't know. We'll see. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.